0: Welcome home. This is Audio XP for the 28th of September 2019, and the title of this episode is It World Domination for Cortex and Vigilance for Kickstarter? Audio XP is a highlight show, and it only takes a few minutes. We'll chat about some of this week's stories that caught my eye from the Geek Native blog. Coming up this week are the connections between RPGs for Firefly, Smallville, Battlestar Galactica, and D&D Beyond. We will return to a story from the start of the month when Evil Hat, the makers of Fate, were so worried about the goings on on Kickstarter that they hit the pause button. To start with, though, let me ask you a question about the costs of games. Have you ever wondered why PDFs at the DMs Guild can cost $30 or even $40? It's not like printing books, right? There's no paper to pay for, no printers. Why is it so expensive? Right at the end of this podcast, we can get into the finances of an Electrum-tier bestseller from the DMs Guild. Call from the Deep cost $40, and it's in the top 1.5% of sales from the site, and I was certainly surprised by the money it made. I don't know how much fandom paid for Cortex, but I think that was the biggest news of the week. Except, I think a lot of people will wonder who fandom are and what Cortex is. Cortex is the RPG system that Margaret Wes Production used in their role-playing games. That's the same Margaret Way's that you might know from the Dragonlance books. Cortex found a niche for being the RPG system for TV and entertainment titles. For example, they have Serenity, Battlestar Galactica, Supernatural, Leverage, Smallville, Firefly, and even Marvel. Okay, so that's why Cortex is interesting. Who are fandom? Well, fandom used to be known as Wikia. If you've ever had to Google for a computer game character or look up trivia on a geeky TV show then it's very likely you've seen a wiki or a fandom wiki in the search results. So imagine that. You're reading the fan wiki for you know, Demon Slayer or the new Watchmen TV show, Lucifer, Breaking Bad or whatever show you care up for and the site has suggested stats and abilities for the characters in the show. That would be interesting. And I'd be curious to know what the consensus around some of these shows became. It would also mean that a non dd RPG system has been shown to millions of people. Fandom has around 15 million users. Importantly, we know that the relationship between Cortex and many of the games I mentioned has already expired. That means Fandom can't just powerhead and start new print runs, special offers and get motoring with those official RPG products. It also means that those few remaining Cortex titles will be pulled from Drive-Thru RPG. Now, if you've already bought them, it's okay. They'll remain in your library, and you can re-download fresh copies, but that's not the same thing as buying them afresh. Of course, we don't know whether or not any licensing deal is needed for a wiki site to suggest arbitrary stats for our characters and TV shows. I suspect not. Furthermore, Cortex products like Smallville RPG and Marvel Heroic RPG act as previously official calibration point. It also seems likely that Fandom was well-placed to talk to these property owners. Margaret Waste Productions' original contracts may have included terms on renewals, expansions, and change of ownerships. All this seems likely. And there's one further interesting twist. Fandom is the parent company of D&D Beyond d Beyond sells the digital copies of the official DD products, but it's not owned by Wizards of the Coast. It's a partner. Wizards of the Coast have other partners, and they certainly license d d to other game makers. I mean, look at all those computer games. I can't think of any similar comparisons. Cortex is a tabletop role-playing system, and with the exception of Roll20 and their Burn Bright sci-fi RPG, I don't think any other partners ha- have one. No one is saying that the actual d and Beyond site is going to start selling Cortex games. The deal with Wizards of the Coast will certainly not allow that to happen. However, it is absolutely fair to say that through d and Beyond, fandom has lots of experience in selling to tabletop gamers, running a store, and has the marketing teams in place who know the industry. That's why the title of the show is a question. Is it World Domination for Cortex? On one hand, they could be in a solid position, but what's the other hand? Why did they need to purchase Cortex? Industry people insist to me that they're sure all the Cortex licensing deals are ancient history and offer Fandom no extra advantage. Then why did Fandom pick Cortex to buy? The lead designer, Camp Banks, is one possible answer. He's part of the Cortex sale and will be joining Fandom. More speculation. But perhaps someone senior in fandom games just happened to be a big fan of Cortex? Maybe Margaret West Productions was looking to wind down their RPG business, touted the sale and found that receptive fan at fandom? I imagine a business case would still need to be made. Well, we'll find out in a few months. So let's move on to Kickstarter. Or for some people, let's move back to Kickstarter. At the end of the month, it looked as if Kickstarter was union-busting. That's to say, they fired staff who were at the forefront of trying to start a union, and those terminations looked a bit dodgy, and Kickstarter was refusing to recognise a union. All this from a public good company. It was all too much for the RPG publisher Evil Hat. Despite their name, they try not to be evil. I mean, that's easy to say and hard to prove, but they put their money where their mouth was. At the last minute, they pressed pause on their next big Kickstarter campaign while they reconsidered their use of the crowdfunding platform. This week, Evil Hat have announced that they would make a cautious return to Kickstarter. A big part of this is because the Kickstarter union is not calling for a boycott. The fledgling union does not want creators to suffer. Evil Hat also thinks they have more chances of influencing Kickstarter as a customer than as an ex-customer. However, they've started a petition to encourage Kickstarter to recognise the union. I hope Kickstarter get their act together. It has become hugely important for the RPG industry. The project that Evil Hat put in pause was the second edition of Aegon. I hadn't heard of the game before, but I do know one of the designers and the artists. Aegon is by John Harper. He's the talent behind Blades in the Dark. Aegon 2e looks gorgeous in the Kickstarter video, and it's all about Greek myths, not real, but laden with fantasy and fun. The art style reminds me of the decorations on the side of Greek pots, except, you know, good. The drama around this particular Kickstarter has not hurt Aegon. Evil Hat and Harper ask for $10,000 to fund. As this podcast has been recorded, there are still 27 days to back the project, and over 1,000 gamers have. That's put more than $27,000 into the campaign fund. Since we're deep in Kickstarter territory, let's keep going. We can call this an experiment for this week's Audio XP. Magpie Games have a Kickstarter for a Root RPG that's going nuts. As this podcast has been recorded, there are 22 days left to join the campaign, and 3,500 gamers have. That means the tabletop game has raised more than $330,000. Root is originally a board game in which different animal factions compete for control of a forest. Each faction has a unique set of rules, which makes for an exciting learning experience and replayability. The art is wholesome and fun, even if the game itself can be brutal. The RPG for Root has the players as outcasts from all these factions. Another exciting project is the return of Slay Industries. It's been 26 years since the launch of the first edition, and the dark sci-fi has become a cult hit. Slay is set in a city called Mort, and it rains all the time... The whole universe is owned by Slay Industries, a company run by Mr Slayer, and the characters are operatives working for the company. Games are based on the mission players are sent on to rid more of serial killers, cannibals and all sorts of mutant terrors. There are less than two weeks left to join Slay, but the game has smashed its funding goal of £10,000 and is now approaching £70,000 in pledges. Popular designer Robert J. Swab has been brought on by Bad Roll Games to turn their wacky skirmish game Punk Apocalyptic into a role playing game. It's going well. In the game, you're mercenaries, surviving by fighting and fighting to survive. The game is based on Schwab's Demon Lord engine and has beaten the funding goal, with two weeks still to run, netting over $36,000 in pledges. The World of Darkness is expanding. Onyx Path Publishing has Deviant the renegade on Kickstarter right now. Deviants are people who have been turned into monsters or something supernatural, and they're now in a predator-prey relationship with the people, other humans, who did this to them. This is another big money Kickstarter, although not on the root level, and has raised $60,000, about twice the target number. And there are nearly three weeks left to join this campaign. Okay, let's look at some of the smaller titles. Broken Dice have made a debut with the New Dan Chronicles. This is a two-book electro-fantasy RPG. Electro-fantasy seems to be steampunk with magic and lots of sparkling machines, lightning shields and great visuals. The pitch video ooze great art. There's a full month, thereabouts, to get involved with the New Dan Chronicles, and the early signs are good. Broken Dice are more than halfway there, having raised $8,500 of the $13,500 that they wanted. Henshin is a Sentai RPG in the spirit of Power Rangers, you know, brightly coloured superhero teams. In this case, Henshin has been out as, as a successful PDF for a while, and the Kickstarter is there to take the game to print. It's going well. There's still a week left to get involved, and the campaign has made $18,000 against a target of only $5,000. Lastly, let's mention Rod, Reel and Fist. This game has funded too. Over 2,000 pledged when only 600 was needed. As the name might imply, this is a game that turns a fishing trip into a brave fantasy adventure, and you've a week to get involved. Phew, what a list. I mean, it's always busy in Kickstarter. As a reminder, in Geek Natives routinely itemised on Fridays, there's a list of Kickstarters that caught my attention, but which didn't quite get a write-up of their own. Just before we return to the issue of PDF pricing and wrap up on this podcast, I wanted to mention this month's Patreon offer. If you're a loyal backer, or actually if you can sign up in the next 36 hours or so, then you'll qualify for a free gift. I'll be mailing out a chunky metal coin with skulls and guns on the sides, bullet holes and heads we win, tails you lose on the sides. Why all the patron gifts? Geek Native has now given away stickers, dice, monsters and now coins, Well, the point of the patron is to give back to the RPG community, and that includes our patrons. So while the patron is making money, but not enough to fulfill the goals, free gifts will be an occasional thing. If you're a publisher, you know, a maker of things, and can see an advantage in getting some of your stuff being sent to Geek Native backers, then get in touch, and we can see if the cash works out. Right. To finish up, let's dig into the finances, of JVC Parry's Call From The Deep. This data comes from a tweet in which the author was explaining why some PDFs at the DM's Guild cost $30 or $40. It cost JVC Parry $2,000 to make Call From The Deep, and that doesn't even include the layout of the 168,000 words he wrote for himself. Sales for the download are worth $20,000, but he only gets to keep $10,000 of that. its of the Coast and one bookshelf get the other 10,000. That leaves him with 8,000 for the 270 pages of content he wrote. He'd generally charge a client $10,000 to write that much. So in this case, even one of the best selling products on the DMs Guild wasn't a financial success for the author. That's not to mean there aren't more profitable titles in the platform. I think it means though, role playing is a labour of love for most of us and not a route to world domination. And with that, let's wrap up. Thanks for listening and let's chat next week.